and we're back. Welcome to the second episode of Two-Headed Sportscast. And we had a great game last night between the Heat and the Lakers. All right, so starting on the first quarter, Jimmy, J- Jimmy Buckets, he, went, he started out 5 for 5, 11 points and 2 assists. In the first quarter, um, LeBron James started out with 3 points and 3 turnovers. He ended the um, first half with 5 turnovers. He only had one more throughout the whole game. He ended the first half with 8 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists. Throughout the game, um, Alex Caruso got a technical. I'm not sure. I didn't see it. From my opinion, it wasn't a technical. But from what they saw, apparently it was. LeBron James finished 28-12-8. Anthony Davis finished with 22 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, and four important, one important block, but he had four blocks overall. Tyler Harrow had 21 points. He was 3 from 7 from 3. Duncan Robinson had 17 points. He shot 3 from 6 from 3, which is a big improvement, shooting 50% from beyond the arc. And Jimmy Butler ended 22, 10, and 9. Yeah, uh, the Heat really slowed down in the second half, I feel like, especially Jimmy Butler. He was less aggressive out of the gate or late in the second half. He started out 5 for 5, but then ended off 3 of 12. And um, I didn't really like what I saw from Iguodala or Kendrick Nunn. They pretty much disappeared after making nine points in the first half. Um, I liked what I saw out of Bam, especially coming off an injury. Uh, Jay Crowder, I felt like he took some unnecessary shots. His little step back, little fade threes. He needs to stop taking those. He needs to take better shot. And if and from what I'm hearing, Goran Dragic is going to try and play next game, but he thinks he probably won't since his injury is so bad. But if he plays, that'll be a big addition to the team, helping out um, their ball movement, their leadership. Yeah, I feel like he would very much improve this team. Um, I like what I saw of the Lakers in the second half. I felt like LeBron was very passive and didn't really get into the ball game until that second half. Um, they ran more shooting rotations in the second half, really after the first quarter. And um, it was a great game for them. For my opinion, what the Heat need to do to fix and win next game is stop triple teaming LeBron. I'm like, I get it like a double team to where your guys in the corner where you can get out for a quick close out, box out if they make it. They make it, but they were triple teaming LeBron where it led to where it led to a lot of open um winger and corner threes, and it was very simple for them to make their shots and win the game. Yeah, well I think the Heat really need to do. I think um Tyler Hero needs to be more aggressive out of the first half. He did played well in that fourth quarter, but for the first three quarters he's really shaky. Um, I think Jimmy Butler needs to stop being passive um, and just take what the defense gives him. I know they were running a lot of big man on him, but he had the speed and the agility to blow by them, I felt like. I, I feel like Jimmy Butler needs to kick it out more because that um, block that Anthony Davis got at the end of the game to seal the game, he had Tyler Harrow or Robinson wide open in the corner. I'm not sure which one it was, and that would have brought the lead down to three where the Lakers would have called a timeout because they were getting a little bit nervous. Yeah, I like what I saw at the Lakers in the end. Um, it was a close game until that um, run that the Lakers went on towards the end of the game. Um, what yeah. I think the Lakers need to do is just continue what they did this game, but more in the first half. Um, they shot the ball well. Um, Kyle Kuzma, Danny Green, and KCP played very well. Um, they were, they were in a lot of less of Dwight Howard, which I kind of like because floor spacing with him on the floor is very bad. Mm. 
Next, we have a story coming out of um, Washington. Dwayne Haskins is now the third quarterback behind Kyle Allen and Alex Smith. And the Washington football team has decided to start Kyle Allen. Obviously, Kyle Allen has a background with Ron Rivera last year. He won five out of his first six games, I think, until obviously losing the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. I would expect Alex Smith to start, but maybe he's just not fully ready yet or Rivera has a lot of trust in Allen. I don't know, really. I feel like Haskins, he sold it. It's either – I feel like either after his rookie contract expires, they're either going to release him or try and trade him away to a different team that wants him to improve him better. But I feel like he's not going to play for the for Washington again. Yeah, it was, it was – I expected him to be benched. I didn't expect him to be the third quarterback, though. That was very surprising. I wonder. I wonder if Kyle Allen messes up. I feel. I wonder if they'll start Alex Smith and see how he'll play after his rehab and getting better. Well, Allen's in a pretty much the same regime that he was last year, so I think he will have a lot of success. Not that I'm saying they will win, because this is still a bad, bad team. But this is definitely a team next year that you can watch out to get a quarterback in the draft. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and the next. We're going to talk about both of our favorite teams, uh, Chicago Bull, Bulls and their new head coach, Billy Donovan. I feel like Billy Donovan was a great um, coach to add to the team since he's coached a lot of like good players in the past, KD, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, Stephen Adams, James Harden, people like that. I feel like he can develop Zach Levine into, in my opinion, into like a James Harden type of shooter and get his form right, get him – more range, have him take more shots. And I feel like he'll make a couple smart trades to get bigger names. I feel like the Bulls need to trade for, like, Joel Embiid, not like a huge – like it's going to be need to be, like, a huge, but they need to find a way to keep Zach Levine and get Embiid on the team to have that big two to take the Bulls to at least the eighth seed into the playoffs for the future to get them a better roster and then draft. My opinion, that they should draft um, Obi Toppin. I like Obi Toppin a lot out of college from Dayton. Yeah, I think Obi's a good player. I don't think he fits right in the Bulls system. I think spacing will be very bad. Um, I think the Bulls just need really to get a lot of bench help. And I don't think Billy Donovan will really try try to go after big names. Obviously, he's not the GM, but mm-hmm. what we saw with him in Oklahoma City, very well build a team, obviously, after – Losing your two superstars and losing, you know, KD a couple years before then, obviously. Yeah. Still make be able to make the playoffs and make a competitive series out of a team that was, I feel like, well, well over matching his team. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we'll wait and see. I think the Bulls can easily be a six to eight seed next year. Mm-hmm. Even without getting a lot of big names, just – just how big of improvement Billy Donovan Donovan is over Jim Boylan. And next we're going to talk about Doc Rivers. Um, obviously him being fired from the Clippers after blowing again at 3-1 lead. And um, how we think he would fit in that system. How you can take this one. Mm-hmm. I feel like he fits the system well. I feel like I saw this headline yesterday and it said that he thinks Embiid and Ben Simmons play well. So he might not want, like, the GM, and he might not put in the idea to trade one of them because that's how they play. But I feel like if they traded one of them 
for another guard to help um, Ben Simmons out because Ben Simmons either he needs to either he needs a jump shot or or they need like another big guard that can shoot the ball and actually make shots. Yeah, obviously we've seen obviously from the 76ers of what they've done, you know, last year after losing Jimmy Butler and picking Tobias Harris over him. Mm-hmm. Also losing JJ Redick, I think that was a big piece. Yeah. But I really feel like this team could easily be one to three seed next year, especially Doc Rivers, but we'll wait and see. Uh, you want to talk about any of the trades that possible trades that could happen between this team? I feel like they need to. Um, I had one pulled up. Let me pull that up real quick. Uh, while Todd is doing that, I think very well they could easily trade Joel Embiid and maybe get, I don't know, some shooters and build kind of what the Rockets did around um, James Harden. Yeah, and it wasn't um, Embiid or Ben Simmons. I saw this trade with the Bulls, as we were talking about previously. Otto Porter and Thomas Sadoransky for Tobias Harris, Matisse Teibel, and the 21st pick this draft. I feel like that the, um, that Otto Porter would fit well into their system going on to the 76ers. Yeah, you know, it's all really about him being healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ben Simmons easily could be traded. Um, there's a lot of rumors coming out of Minnesota that they could trade for him. And I think that would be very, very well for them. I yeah. would like to see what really the 76ers would get. I don't think there's a lot. Maybe Lamella Ball. Yeah, and then there was one more I saw that stood out. It was Victor Oladipo for Josh Richardson, Mike Scott, Zaire Smith in the 21st pick. I thought that would help, even though Oladipo's been um, battling injuries. He wants out of Indiana because they're not really – he wants to be, like, on a contending team that he knows that, like, him and two or three other players could make it to the finals or even, like, the conference championship showing that they have the ability to – get their name out to where to where they need to be a team to beat in the league. Yeah, um, I don't think Oladipo will be a great fit there. I think he's not the best shooter in the world. I think he's more of a great slasher. Mm-hmm. But while we're on a topic of Oladipo, let's get to his current team right now. There's a lot of rumors swirling around that they could hire Mike D'Antoni. And I think that would be a great hire. I think he could easily help Oladipo turn into a 25, 27 points per game shooter. Ty, what do you think? Yeah, after seeing how he developed James Harden into the shooter he is and former MVP he is, Oladipo can already kind of shoot. Like, as you said, he's more of a slasher. And I feel like if he changed him into, like, a shooting slasher, I feel like he could be, like, the next James Harden, but a little bit better. Yeah, you know, it's all really about scheme. I think a great place for Mike D'Antoni to be would be um, New Orleans. I think he would very much help Alonzo Ball become a – Steve Nash type player. And then they already have J.J. Redick make him consistent. Um, Zion Williamson can be a, you know, a more better Amari Stoudemire. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think, honestly, if he goes to New Orleans, this could be a better team than the team that he ran back in the 2000s with the Suns. Yeah. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see you know, obviously we're not in the off season yet in the NBA. You know, you got like a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting to see how the rest of these head coaching jobs fill, fill up. Um, Kenny Axis is still out there. 
Um, Tyron Liu, who is going to be the next coach for the Clippers. You know, that's that will be a lot of fun to see. Yeah. Um, into our last topic of the day, um, Stephon Gilmore, cornerback, easily the best cornerback, I think, in the league right now, um, has the coronavirus. And there was a video of him hugging Patrick Mahomes after their game. So, you know, how does that look for the NFL? I feel like if Patrick Mahomes actually gets COVID, I feel like that would be like a big, huge loss for them because I feel like that would mess up the whole NFL, all the Patrick Mahomes hype saying that they're going to win the Super Bowl, which I feel like if he recovers fast enough, I feel like they still can make it. But I feel like if Patrick Mahomes is out for like a couple weeks, I feel like that they're not going to win a couple games because they're um, looking at this. The back back is Chad Henney. And as you've seen from his past, he's not the best really backup. He played well last year. Yeah, but I feel like he's not like the best backup to have on that team. I just feel like Patrick Mahomes is a fit. And if he doesn't get it, then he doesn't get it. But I feel like if he does, that would be like a huge, huge loss for the league. And Yeah, I feel like the league will maybe have a conversation about, you know, postponing the NFL for a while. And I think that would be very bad for them. Financially, you know, um, I think the Patriots, this is a big loss for them because obviously they still have a deep cornerback room, but no, none of them are near the player that Stephon Gilmore is. And we can easily see now they lost their starting quarterback and their starting corner that Patriots could lose a lot of games over this stretch. Yeah. Um. But, you know, tonight is the Thursday night football game between the Bears and the Buccaneers. Obviously, we came up with our predictions yesterday in our last episode. And uh, we'll see how that one plays out. We may have a video out Friday or maybe Saturday, depending on, you know, what we do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Ty, you want to say anything else? Not really. Not, not okay. that I know of right now. Uh, This is the end of the second episode of Two-Headed Sportscast. Uh, We'll see you later. Bye.